Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of Super High Sci-Fi. I'm Clark. I'm Grant. And today we have a special guest with us, our very own father actually. Say hello, Dad. Hi, Dad. Okay, close enough. Um, we've been off for a couple weeks, had a little bit of a, a flooding issue at the regular studio, so we apologize for the delay, but we checked and Leonard Nimoy is still dead. Unfortunately. So we're going to... Really sad. So we're going to go ahead and finish up uh, watching Unification Part 2 today with our special guest on the commentary track. But before we got down to it, I was wondering, uh, Dad, as somebody who was around when Star Trek was on TV the first time, if you had any particular thoughts you wanted to share about it? Uh, not really. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Very succinct. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> that, that'll work. That'll work. It's nice and short. We can get right to it. Yep. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you guys want me to take this seriously or what? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's definitely something to have fun with. But. All right. Um, all right. So with that out of the way and all All I'd the... like to comment on is William Shatner is fat now. Really fat. Well, he is like 83, isn't he? Doesn't he get a little yeah, bit of a Yeah, but he's really porky. But he's made gazillions off Priceline. Priceline and um, Boston Legal. Boston Legal is great. So yeah. Priceline people, if you're listening right now, we'd love for you to be our first advertiser. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to capture our audience at the beginning, we love William Shatner. Maybe he can come on the podcast. You can set this up for us. Absolutely. I want Shatner to guest star on Blacklist as a villain. So he and Raymond, James Spader can Raymond be together Reddington's again. <laughs> ultimate villain. James Spader and William Shatner together. The big giant head. Yeah, the big giant head, third rock from yeah, the sun. That's, that's right. right, yeah. Be awesome. Well, with that inane chatter from uh, our deranged father out of the way, are you guys ready? You got it all pulled up? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're watching Unification Part 2. That's Season 5, Episode 8. Uh, pulled up on iTunes, DVD, wherever you have it. And three, two, one, go. Gene Roddenberry, a legend. Damn straight. Yep, and uh, again, just like Unification Part 1, this uh, apparently aired right after Gene Roddenberry died. Can you guys hear it okay? I think his father's jealous of Spock. I think you're right. I think he didn't do anything except complain uh, about stuff. The Klingons don't look as malevolent as they used to be. Makeup looks bad. Malevolent? <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean they look malevolent? <laughs> malevolent. No, no, maybe that's, that's how they thought. say it in Star Trek, like marshmallow. Maybe it's malevolent. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been looking for a, the marshmallow dispenser for quite a while. I think, uh, think Warfare's on eBay. Haircut. Oh, that was when Commander Riker Oops. blew up the special needs guy's ship. It's a really crappy laptop. Why is Picard named John Luke and he doesn't speak French? 
He does. He does. Yeah, he says uh, what episode? He speaks, he speaks French, French in a lot. Of a lot of episodes. episodes. Really, I I guess I haven't watched it when he spoke French. Yeah, he says uh. Oh, yeah, this is where it ends. The first first part of it. Yeah, he slips in a few marriages too, so he can put shit on network TV. If you listen for it. Mm. Good question. Picard's like, fuck you, I came all the way here to help you. You tell me to go away. I'm just waiting for his uh, Romulan face implants to be gone in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Spock, uh, Spock's get, got his back up a bit, hasn't he? He's taking on the captain. In another world, that would be insubordination. Well, he's an ambassador now, so I guess he can True. get away with it. Plus, he never rated Picard as really a great captain after serving under the yeah, leadership I mean, of William Shatner's Captain Kirk. You serve under James T. Kirk, everybody else kind of a letdown. The Federation's turned into a bunch of wimps. Diplomacy? See, Come on. Yep, right there. Get That's some phasers out. Phaser protons. <laughs> phaser protons. <laughs> <laughs> I meant phasers and protons. I don't even proton think computers. I don't even think <laughs> proton computers. <laughs> <laughs> proton com- you meant did you mean proton torpedoes? Which from are from like Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Star Wars? I didn't yeah. know. It's yeah. it's photon no. torpedoes in Star Trek. Okay, well, that'll be reprised in the new movie that's coming up by Disney. No. It, it might. You never know. It might. How do you know? They could have a crossover between JJ the... hasn't done anything right. What do you think about those new lightsabers that are coming? Oh, wait a minute. We're off track. We need to get back on Star Trek here. That's right. I mean... Focus, S- gentlemen. Spock focus. Just, Spock just learned that Sarek died, so... I know. It's tough. We talked over that. I guess you did. Okay. No. It's very, very not okay. But. Spock's like, oh no, he was demented. Sorry. <laughs> that love was the product of dementia. It doesn't count. Yeah. Sons can be such a pain in the ass. No, no, it, it, there's no regulation on this. You can call us assholes if you want. This is where logic prevails. I just think, though, I wish Spock knew that in 20 years, none of this was going to matter because Romulus is going to get blown up by a supernova. Yep, and then Eric Bannon was going to get really, really mad. Fire everything! Yeah. Actually, Picard's makeup's pretty good. He looks like a he looks like a Vulcan, or is he a Romulan? Yeah, he's supposed to be a Romulan. So, but they're distantly related. So I guess if he fooled you, being making you think he was a Vulcan, it was okay. Where's Data now? Is Data hanging out in the Data room? Uh, Data's still back in like the main chamber. Hmm. He's in the main cave. I don't know. Data versus Spock. No comparison. Sorry. Spock wins every time. Every time. Sorry. Well, I mean, Spock, I think, would win overall, but in, like, a fist fight or something, I'd have to give it to Data. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, physical contest, Data's going to win yeah. pretty quickly, but Spock is better overall. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, see, I like how they tie in this episode to Star Trek VI. Pretty tough stuff from Spock. Picard wants to deck him. He wants to punch him. Take a swing. Go, do it. Do it now. Um, that's definitely the Captain Kirk or Captain Sisko way of handling things. Do you have your sound on, Dad? I wonder who he's referencing there. Probably Captain Janeway. Would that be number one? the guy in Star Trek 3 whose ship got blown up with one torpedo. Oh. Oh no, it was Captain Decker, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Before he merged with the probe to molest hey, children. Can live forever. How come Ricardo Montalban can't? And Ratha can't. Because as much as I that? as much as I don't want to admit it, Spock is not a real person whereas Ricardo Montalban was a real person, mm. fortunately. You know, it would have been great if Richard, uh, Ricardo Montalban had that rich Corinthian leather <laughs> Chrysler commercial embedded in a Star Trek episode. Sit in my rich Corinthian leather captain's chair and my newly acquired stolen spaceship. I don't know. The Starship Enterprise. You, you were watching Star Trek back in the 70s. Did they ever run those ads against the show? I can't remember. I wasn't old enough. In the 70s? We, used to just run, we just, just used to sit and drink beer and smoke cigarettes when we were watching Star Trek. Okay. Intellectual exercise. <laughs> are you sure that you're Actually, muted? I think it was in fourth or fifth grade. Okay, but are you sure your sound's muted on your computer? It is now? Was it before? Okay, yeah, I thought so. We could hear the episode. In the background. Really? Yeah. Sorry about that. I thought I muted it at the start. Everybody gets one. My sons are such pains. You want pain? Try sleeping on that Klingon ship. They sleep on fucking benches. The metal bench, yeah. Yeah, no covers. Yeah, but they're space-age technology. Yeah, that's my point. Like, they have space technology and they're sleeping on fucking shelves. <laughs> 28th century. What century is this, anyway? It's the 24th century. 24th century? Yeah. Hardly plausible. None of this stuff makes sense. Transporters, tricorders, self-drive vehicles, well, phones. They don't have cars anymore. Phones with chips. I don't get it. It's far-fetched to me. Says the guy with three iPhones. All right. Got a bad haircut. They all have bad haircuts. Yeah, that haircut looks like a bowl that was popped in his head. It's a wig, but well, I kind of figured that. I don't know. Maybe Captain Picard's happy to have hair. 
Yeah, Picard's just happy he gets to have hair in this episode. I think Picard is happy to be in a scene with Spock. Spock dominates each one. Oh, yeah, I'm just I think saying. Leonard Nimoy is probably even more well-known than Patrick Stewart, thanks to Star Trek. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty, that's true. Picard is an accomplished actor, but Leonard Nimoy was the man. A little bit of a pederast overtone there, but... <laughs> Uh-oh, here comes the pseudo-bad guy. Or is he a good guy? We're not, sure. We're not quite sure yet, are we? He's a senator. Of course he's a good guy. Uh, he's, he's a, a Romulan. Guy. You have to be suspicious of him. Yeah, always. Yeah, don't trust those Romulans. Remember, the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. I think it's the uh, other way around, <laughs> but uh, uh-uh. yeah, that was uh-uh. the way that, that was the way it turned out in the third movie. That's the way I heard it. Needs of the few, like mine, are more than yours. I think that's how Captain Kirk interpreted it. Certainly, I can't hear yeah. you when you talk, Clark. So I'm ignoring you. Okay. <laughs> Guy's a little wimpy. <clears throat> He's going to hold on to his prejudice and hostility just long enough to fuck up Spock's mission. Nope. <laughs> Spock doesn't give a Passionate. shit. You know, Spock has changed because Spock can really interpret emotions now, can he? Back in the original series, he wouldn't have known what passion was. Yeah. His character has undergone a significant arc. He's he's evolved. Yep, he's grown and changed. And now we're back to Commander Riker. Was Spock born or was was Spock hatched? Pretty sure he was born. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) I just wanted to check. It's always a question I've had. What do you think? Like he poked his way out of the shell with his ears or something? A big Vulcan egg. <laughs> a big Vulcan egg, and he pecked his way out, and he was born. Ah, uh, Commander Riker wants to fuck the fat lady. I think that's pretty evident. Yep. Forehand Luke. So far, it looks like it's just a straw. It's a, it's a plastic straw. Mm. <laughs> you think Commander looks Riker like one of those eraser sticks. has an affinity, a special affinity for the rusty trombone? She, she blew her <laughs> nose out years ago snorting cocaine on gamma X-ray planetary system out in the... Out in <laughs> just <laughs> fuck stop. are you talking about? Stop while you're The Golan universe. Oh, you're going to miss Commander Riker hustling a Frangie. Wow, she's pretty perceptive. He's got a Starfleet badge on, and she says, you must be from the Enterprise. Well, you get an A-plus for 
deductive ability. I mean, she is playing at like a space piano in a bar, so she's probably not too smart. Yeah. She's the space age lounge, li- lounge lizard. Buy me a drink. That is the fattest lizard I've ever seen. Is that a guy or a girl? Can't tell. Oh, he's very suave. He's going to play now. Oh. What's his girlfriend, Commander Troy? What's Is that her name? Uh, counselor, yeah, but you're right. She does Whatever. have the rank she's of Lieutenant Commander. Uh, I or, think she's okay. Or, or they're not seeing each other yet in this series, are they? Uh, no. Not yet. Okay, no. so that's future attractions. Well, past and future. Nice little um, backdrop there. Looks real. There's lots of good matte paintings in Star Trek. Enter. I gotta say, they have the worst fashion choices on this planet. It looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. It just looks like a 1980s office is what it looks like. Yeah. I don't trust this guy at all. With all these... Something about him, I don't know. We should trust him. I think that what that background noise of the engine pulsing would drive you nuts if you were a if you were really in that vessel. Hear it pulsing, that drive you freaking nuts. <laughs> I think you get used to it. I don't know. I think you grow arched eyebrows as a result. That's why the Romulans look that way. But they're not on a they're not on a ship right now. They're in the sky's <laughs> office. Planet. <laughs> oh, it must be the air conditioner then. <laughs> Maybe they have allergies. Navy humidifiers. Leonard Nimoy was great. What a great actor. It's only Kirk that's left, isn't it? Out of the originals? George Takei is still alive. Yeah, and so is Michelle Nichols. Nichols. Uh, yes. Chekhov, Chekhov? He's still alive. All right. So Scotty's it's just Scotty dead. and Bones. Scotty, Bones, and uh, Spock are now dead. Yep. Although Chekhov might as well be dead, because nobody's seen him for. I like right. Chekhov. Yeah. Don't, don't, well, bust, he, don't he, bust old Chekhov. He's he was right. in Babylon 5, so... He's already dead in some ways? Yeah. should treat Chekhov with respect after all the stuff he went through in the Wrath of Khan. Whatever. All those creepy color things in his ears. He had, a little, crazy. he had a little eel in his head to get over it. Yeah, I mean, Spock died. Yeah. 
Spock's just like doesn't even say anything to him. <laughs> See, he's leaving. <clears throat> I tell you, that guy's creepy. And Spock is on to him now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Hey, it's uh, Tasha Yar. Looks like they're in the they're in the Dilithian mines. Uh, they're they're a couple uh, at least a couple planets away. But did I get that right, Dilithium? Dilithium, yes, exactly wow. right. Look at that recall. After forty years, I still get it. Score one for Dad. Yep, it's been forty years since you've seen a Star Trek movie or anything. What was that? What was that episode with the with the monsters that would? Uh, Sucking the walls and stuff. They make tunnels. Oh, the silicon-based life yeah, forms in the dilithium mines. Creatures. Yeah, and Spock mind melded with it. Yep. It was like, oh, the pain, the pain, <laughs> the pain. What was he Wasn't like? That, yeah, what, what was he like? Nesting or something? It was, they were yeah, trying the, to protect their kids. Right? right. The miners were accidentally destroying their eggs, right. so that's why they were killing right. them. Spock didn't like his old man, did he? Had a tortured relationship with him. Spock is a classic ambassador. Oh, hey, Data's no longer Romulan. Yeah, but his color of his skin hasn't quite tinted back, though, has it? Maybe it's, maybe it's the resolution on my computer. No, he's spray-painted back to normal. He's good. He looks very South American now. Oh, he's a Frenchman, remember? He is, yes. He's a Frenchman. He impresses Gold Ducat with his French. Yeah. It's a cool scene, though. Data and Spock working together. Was it Brent Spiner? Is that the guy? Spinner? Spiner? Spiner, yeah. Data's Brent Spiner. He must be upset because the character never got his due. Because he was always in makeup, so people don't know who he was. 
I'm pretty sure people knew who he was. Yeah, actually, if anybody out there is curious about the kind of people who know who he is, you should watch the documentary Trekkies. There's a, a lady who has, like, a huge photo album full of Brent Spire pictures and, like, masturbates to the fact that she lives over the hill from him and takes Brent breaks in her patio staring at the mountain he lives next to. That's pretty really? deep, Clark. Yeah, there's some real fucking psychos out there, so well, somebody knows who Brent Spiner is. I'd rather is. watch I Hate Christian Leitner, ESPN 30 for 30. Well, Side right part. now you're watching Star Trek, okay? Oh, sorry. Yeah, see, I love this. Spock can beat Data on the Data crunching here? I don't think so. Data's letting them win. Isn't that interesting? Very profound. So, Spiner's data wants to be more human, and Spock's Spock, Leonard Nimoy Spock, wants to be less human. Isn't that a very interesting juxtaposition? Pretty deep stuff, guys. We'll have to I take know. this offline and talk about it. I know. Why? You should have brought these insights to, like, you know, high school English class or something. <laughs> Next time we do this, we need incense and candles, Clark. I don't think that would be in keeping with the sci-fi theme. No. Okay. You need at least some, like, incandescent lights or mm-hmm. yeah, an LED. Just paper over all Uh-oh. the windows. Wharf like is now going to be... Worf wants to sing along now. <clears throat> Octu Malota. Sounds like a coffee bean. <laughs> oh my god. It sounds like grinding coffee beans, too. <laughs> Worf loves it, though. Look at him. Worf is getting off on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, blah, blah. <laughs> what in the hell is this? What's this guy? Oh, oh what's that geez. dreadful noise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're even trying to hide that the Frankie guy and, is supposed to And the thing to be. that he wants to hear is yeah. somehow even worse than the thing <laughs> Worf wanted to hear. That it's supposed to be some fat asshole with shitty taste. Get me out of here quick. No, he was the bait. Did he say fat Ferengi? Yeah. What he said? Yep. Man, oh man. I know. He he was fat shaming the Ferengi. Gee, somebody should make a Twitter hashtag about it and get yeah. him fired. Yeah. There goes the Enterprise throwing us weight around again. How Riker's such a showboat. He is. That's why he's always number one and will never be the one. Think about it. The difference between the one and number one is big. Think it's, about that, viewers, it's one, it's listeners. It's one pip on your command collar. 
it's close but not close enough. It's good but not good enough. It's almost there but not there. He likes it though. He turns down Pretty promotion though, huh? like eight times. Yeah, it's because he has he has a relationship with uh, the oh, counselor. Boom, there we slam. go. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Now, if Worf was oh, saying that, I'd believe neck. it. <laughs> He's so whiny. That, that was a little weird. Where's Where's Trouble with Tribbles? Serve him some Tribbles. <laughs> it's back in the original yeah. series. Oh, are we in... We're not in the original series? No, this is next oh. generation. <laughs> you know that. I don't know, maybe we'll have to rustle you up to watch the kinda, triple episode of D-Space Nine. I kind of wonder what happened here. The bridge looked different, and... There's a Klingon on the bridge. Klingon the... What? Where? Reunification. Yes, spell it slowly. <laughs> That's why he's just number one, right? He does I think turn into a, hit a song coming out of that. Reunification, reunification. What the fuck is wrong with you? Eight hours? Come on, put it in warp drive and drop the hammer. Get those proton computers ramped up. That's the like, warp eight. He's pushing it now. Look out, guys. They go to Galorn and Korra like five times in the whole series. You'd think they would have thought to put like a permanent outpost there. Seen, Romulans always seem to be there. That's a detail that most uh, listeners wouldn't get. Very impressive. Well, you know, they're always going the same direction, too. It's 318 Mark 215. Is Can the I get a Galorium course. ice cream cone there? Because space looks pretty dry <laughs> and hot. <laughs> Of <laughs> what? A Galorium ice, ice cream, cream cone. cone. Again, space is dry and hot. It's a business idea. Galorium ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spock is walking and meditating at the same time. Very impressive. <laughs> you think he needs a Galorium ice cream? <laughs> he just had one. Okay. That's why he can think so clearly now. He didn't get brain freeze. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ooh, what are they? What? Is the Apple New Watch? Nope. Nope, it's not the Apple Watch. It's a pyramid. Is it the iPay feature on Apple products? Nope. It's a miniature pyramid. It's dice that were cut in half. Yeah, it's it's actually the dice we use to play play uh street corner games here on Romulus and get petty cash wins. If they had included the scene of Romulans gambling on like a, a broken down cardboard box with dice, it would have been awesome. Right. Oh, now he's human again too. What does it mean? One four zero zero. 
remember that. Mark it down. It's the same code that Blacklist used Raymond Runnington to to uncrack the code of a nuclear device. You know, that's something that never happened on Star Trek. James Spader was never a guest star. I think that would have been awesome. Very sad. He still could be. Well, there's no Star Trek series on the air. Well, you could always insert him, insert his character in an old episode. You can do that. Splice him in. Uh, Create a soundtrack for him. I think he's a little busy for that right now, but tangentially sci-fi related. I mean, you know he is going to be Ultron in the Avengers movie that's coming out. Yeah, he could be. He would be. He is. Let's see. If we put him in the original series, what would he be? Probably a mad scientist or something. I think he would have been a good, more sinister version of Harry Mudd. Uh, we pr- we promote uh, Uhura to um, another role, and we put him in the, as a comms officer. Oh, you mean it's like a regular crew member? Wait, 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 how did <laughs> you pronounce? Area. How did you pronounce her name? Uhura. <laughs> you, you, called her, you called her Uhura. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But you could have you could have his little area and the bridge look like Boston Legal's little little porch overlooking Boston, and you could have cigars and highballs there. Send a note to Starfleet. Wait a minute, i got to finish my drink. I'm having my cigar. I can't do it right now. Well, see, in Starfleet, they don't even have real cigars and drinks. You drink synthahol. I don't think Too anybody much detail. smokes. Got to think big picture here. Time for a commercial. No commercial on this. This is great. Yeah, no commercials. Wow. Is there a commercial on this, on this podcast? Nope. No. Huh. Not yet. Romulus could have a cloak force on someplace. Hmm. What? I would I wouldn't believe it. I think it's an intercepted message. Protective guard, no. She's playing. What game is she playing? Hmm. She, Pokemon. No, she. She's writing. No. Oh. She's actually playing war games. I mean, it sounds. <laughs> on game a of really Thrones. bad iPad. Actually, she's watching House of Cards. Wants to get leadership traits from Kevin Spacey. Wants to rip her throat out, and that would have been a more entertaining way to resolve that. But Quaylor too. It just sounds like a place where losers hang out. <laughs> it's actually the writers that did this episode. Obviously, did a lot of drugs because Quaylord is tangentially with the Quaaludes. Quaalude okay. 2. <laughs> Sounds like a good planet. Quaaludes are for you. All right, I take it back. Sounds like a cool planet now. A planet where you Well, you wouldn't know if you were there. You'd be on so many Quaaludes, you wouldn't know where you were. It's like, really, it's Quaaludes, man. Give me another. Yeah. 
How, how are you going to feel? How do they say it again? <laughs> Quaaludes, dude. Give me another one. Oh, Spock's like, fuck you. <clears throat> Spock is so good. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> I love this. He's like, okay, kill me. <laughs> She didn't really think that through too well. She just is losing it. Spock has already got into her mind. <clears throat> Uh-oh. She's going to recreate Spock. Mm-mm. What happened to his arms? They uh, didn't finish that part of the program. <laughs> Looks like uh, looks or, like he's coming from Walking Dead, where his arms were chewed off, or he's just holding them behind his back, <laughs> or yeah, but that's not very plausible. Spot. See, Spock's looking at it going, ingenious. This is pretty ingenious. He's already figuring out how to <clears> fuck <throat> this whole thing. Yeah, good plan. Leave the three was people in the office. Ne- was this Leonard Nimoy's largest role beyond Star Trek in the movies? Outside of the original series? Yeah, yeah. outside the original series and the movies? No, I mean, <clears> well, <throat> he was... He was in the 1978 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Well, I mean, he, for Star Trek. For Star oh, Trek. for Star Trek, yeah. This is <clears throat> yeah, stay with the plan here. We're, on, we're doing a Star Trek yeah, podcast. Okay. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, I've been here. Yeah, this is probably his largest Star Trek role outside of the movies in the original series. I just want to reiterate that the Tash and Yard right, clone's really see. dumb. 40, what's this, 40 LaForge? Jordy. Jordy LaForge. Jordy LaForge. <laughs> you take him over Scotty? Uh, I don't know. Tough call. Uh, still go with Scotty. Scotty was better at coming up with uh, ingenious solutions to things. Like, Jordy and Data just make up science. That's that's how then, they solve problems. And then Bones over Lieutenant Troy? Hmm. Tough no, call. No, 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 it's, no, no. It's Dr. Crusher. Is oh, the, Dr. Crusher. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take I'm, Bones. I'm taking Crusher. There were no counselors on Captain Kirk's ship. Didn't yeah. need him. That's right. Didn't need I him. Just, like Crusher. Just had a drink. I like her name, too. I wouldn't want to have a broken leg with her, though, with a name Dr. Crusher. Uh, That's funny. She does have a broken leg in one early episode. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Yeah. You're full of facts today. Again, what did you expect to happen if you leave really, Data really and Spock nasty. alone? Nasty, nasty. Oh, they beamed down some holograms themselves. Yep, look at that. I could have wrote this section. Oh, they're invincible. <laughs> yeah, but see, if they the wall. blasted through holograms, why didn't they blast through the wall? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think the, oh. I think the listeners ought to ponder that. <laughs> and ponder it again and again, you engineers out there. You send a proton, whatever, phaser, whatever, into the hologram and it doesn't make any damage on the wall what's all that about well well done data
We'll see about that. We'll see about that. There's Dr. Crusher. Uh-oh. Big moral choice here. Leave Spock and the captain or go rescue the people on some planet that is in distress. Just for kicks that have dilithium crystals that only they can produce. It's a big moral choice here. What do you think it's like in a routine archaeological vessel? Pretty boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do they have tanning beds in the Star Trek? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because you want, you know, if you're not in the sun often, you get pretty white, pasty looking. I don't know, maybe they all have spray tans. You know, the uh, the game Candy Crush was named after Dr. Crusher? No, it's not. I didn't know that because it's not true. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. snap. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Sure about that? 14 minutes? Really? How do you know? How do you know? He's a robot. Can you verify? He knows. He's a robot. Good answer. Robots, uh, excuse are me, robots he's, fallible? He's an android. Yes. Make, yeah, it's a big difference, Clark. That's right. No, it's not. A yeah, robot versus android is like a huge difference. That's a big I'm surprised. Insult. An android is a We'd robot programmed to look and act like mistake. a being. I thought I learned you better than that. No, sorry. Why are you being misandroidist? I was a good pun. I'll give you credit for that. Yeah. Is she dead, or is she just knocked out? No, Vulcan she just pinched her. Out. Yeah, because I don't like violence. Data did the pinch on her. The Vulcan nerve pinch. Spock oh. should have shot her when he had the chance right through the head. Just saying, it would have saved some trouble. Mm. <clears throat> this is awesome. Or... Oh, Jesus. Killed all of them off. Holy crap. And they cloaked. Yep. To get rid of the evidence. Unbelievable. That is sick. you think we will survive which means live in a cave sounds fun I don't know I think uh, Picard's going to ring up Kirk and ask for some tribbles and some dilithium crystals that'll take care of him well number one Kirk is dead at this point Kirk never dies Think I think it. Star Trek Generations begs to differ with yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's, he gets buried under some rocks alive? and eaten by animals. William Shatner stole lives, so how can Kirk be dead? I guess in the meta sense, he'll never die. But I mean, Bruce Willis died in the jackal at the end, but he's still alive. That's my point. Yeah. 
Sorry. I'm saying the actor's Kurt, different than Kurt the character. Was I, I, that was a movie <laughs> script. You could rewrite it a different way. I think it's already been done. William Shatner tried to rewrite yeah. it in his books. He wrote a book, The Return. Yeah. Where, I like his books. His books are good. Yeah, where Kirk doesn't yeah. actually end up dying in Generations, and everything becomes about him, and he saves the galaxy like four more times. Well, well he comes back to life and then plausible. defeats the Borg be. somehow. Yeah. Single-handedly. Right. He yeah. just flips the switch, and they all die. But only he knows where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Card learns something. And that's the biggest compliment you're going to get. <laughs> Not even a thank you, just right. you know. I think it's creepy because Data is just standing there like an asshole. Yeah, no, like, he's just like <laughs> staring at them. Whoa, yeah. Well, but Data, Data doesn't look. He's just processing. <clears throat> I bet she's conveying how much he hated his son. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. All I think right. it's probably the opposite. And that uh, brings us to the, the end of uh, Unification Part 2 and the end of our tribute to Leonard Nimoy's career. Uh, as always, thank you, Grant, for joining me, and um, thank you, Dad, for sitting in on this hey, one. Live long and prosper. Did you learn anything you want to share with everybody? Uh, no. Okay. Really. Well, on that profound thought, uh, regular service resumes tomorrow. We'll have uh, Sam back, and we will get back on track debating inane shit and calling each other assholes. So until then, uh, thanks for listening.